Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 162. On this episode, we break down the brand new Mel Diaz by Crown Heads. The cigar isn't even on the shelves yet. It is the second cigar Crown Heads is produced that comes from the Pachardo factory. Of course, the first one being the Juarez. So let's see how this bad boy stacks up. Let's get into it. been feeling really overwhelmed when I walk into the humidor. There's just too many cigars to choose from and I never know what to pick. I'll get the hot flesh as my IBS begins to act up from all the pressure of it. It'd be really nice if someone could just choose for me. Well, have you ever heard of my cigar pack? What in the dickens is my cigar pack? Well, I'll tell you. My Cigar Pack is a premium cigar club designed to cater unique packs to your door through an innovative platform that takes all the guesswork out of choosing those perfect cigars. Right you are, Corey. They send you five individual premium cigars, a reusable pouch with a Beveda pack, and an add-on item that complements your experience. You can choose from three different options, a mild medium pack, medium pack, or a medium full pack, and My Cigar Pack works hand-in-hand with real cigar experts and manufacturers to design each monthly combination. Yeah, and you can choose between their monthly subscription pack for $39.99 or a one-time purchase for $49.99, and shipping is always complimentary. Visit MyCigarPack.com today to sign up now. New customers will receive $10 off their first order. That's up to a 25% savings off your first pack. Type in promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive your $10 off. Again, visit MyCigarPack.com and enter promo code HOT10 at checkout to receive $10 off your first purchase. Get it, dongers. (laughs) Tom's hair? It's got to be Tom's. Quincy, Quincy doesn't shed yet. No. He's too small. He's got some fuzz. Have you seen the fuzz above his ears, though? It's so cute. He's, it's like it's like ducks before they get feathers. Yeah, pretty much. That's what he looks like. He looks a little mangy up by his ears. Isn't he adorable, though? Yeah. He's such a little shit face. I miss the 90s. <clears throat> well, they're coming back in terms of clothing. That's true. You ever see all those mom jeans rolling around? That hot European fashion? Yeah. Tons of it. I miss Destiny's Child. I miss was that 90s or 2000s? 90s. I guess it was late 90s, probably. Uh, it was that chicka cherry cool. I don't even try to explain it this whole long time. And if it happens again, I will move so slide into the arms. Wait, isn't that your band? Yeah. Ooh, I want you. Yeah. I'm an Savage Garden. Savage Garden, yeah. Ooh, I gotta find out. I gotta find out. They are good. Oh, what's, the, uh, what's the song that you liked? Something on the mountain? I want to stand with oh, you yeah. on a mountain. I want to be with you in the now, sea. Now, now, stop. Yeah. Think about that last lyric. Bathe with you in the sea. I want to bathe with you in the sea. But I want to live like this forever until the sky falls down on me. Yeah. So good though, right? Should I intro yeah. the song with Savage Garden so we get booted from YouTube? And any post on Instagram? <laughs> How did that guy that guy just could hit some notes? It's a falsetto, man. He was um very gay. Very feminine. Yeah, very he was feminine. Very feminine. Yeah, I don't know what the other guy did, but he's always <laughs> on the album cover. You know what it's like? It's like um 
It's like Chester from Lincoln Park and the other guy. That's right. It's like no one knows the other guy's name. Yeah. They who's, just know Chester. Who's the guy that raps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy that you could literally replace with anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Savage Garden. Savage Who else? Garden. Who else from the night? Uh, Ace of Base. Oh, yeah. I saw the sun. It and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sun. Nothing get me with You know what? I think the 90s produced more one-hit wonders than any Tons. other. Tons. Tons. I think all of the 90s were just one-hit wonders. Yeah. Or... I think the 90s were indicative of bands that got really big really fast, and then everybody turned to drugs. It was grunge rock, man. You have grunge rock. Grunge rock. So you had um, uh, Nirvana, rest in peace. Oh, I Kurt Cobain. The Wallflowers. The Wallflowers. Dude, they were sweet. Yeah. Oh, what about um, Gwen Stefani's band, No Doubt? Oh, yeah, No Doubt. No Doubt. No Doubt. Literally, No Doubt. No Doubt. <laughs> They were fucking incredible. No doubt they were going to be big. No doubt is probably one of my favorites of the yeah. 90s because it was one big hit after another. Oh, Offspring? Off, still killing it. Still killing it. Now man. they're, but they're just old they're though. Just old. Yeah. Still sound the same. Blink 182 was late 90s. Blink 182. Actually, yeah, 1996, I think, is when they played like their first time on MTV. Yeah. So Blink 182 also getting old. Getting old. Tom DeLonge. I listen to... Dude, he's crazy. Yeah. Although, now that the UFO information's out there, he's a little less crazy. <laughs> the fact that things have been declassified and the Pentagon's like, oh yeah, aliens are for real. He's Tom like, DeLonge's I probably like, told you. I fucking told you this whole time. Yeah. Um, but he's still off his rocker. I've been listening to a lot of Machine Gun Kelly, and he's doing these collabs with... Um, he basically has Travis Barker do all of his drums. That's sweet. These are like fucking best friends. So a lot of Machine Gun Kelly's new stuff is like rock. It's like it's rock. It's like it's like punk punk rock, mm-hmm. and it's really fucking good. It's incredible to me because I've made this argument with just a handful of people who are like, "Why do you listen to Machine Gun Kelly? Like, what the fuck?" And I'm like, first of all, just listen to him for a little bit. If you listen to his rap, you hear a story, and then you listen to like the way he sings and you listen to his guitar. He can play the piano proficiently, plays the guitar proficiently, can sing, can do multiple genres of music better than most people. I was like, he is incredible. And he's from Ohio. He is from Cleveland, currently living in Cleveland. Yeah. He's fucking incredible. His new songs that he's put out are so goddamn good. And they're just straight punk punk rock. That's cool. I need to listen to him. So fucking good. I can play it. Yeah. Let me see if I can. Give me a snippet. Let me see if I can get a plug in. You guys want to hear a snippet? You want to hear a snip? Yeah. (coughs) Hang tight. All in all, this has been a weird week, guys. Like, I'm just emotionally drained. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We, uh, so we, what did we, um, what met at the lounge yesterday? And I think both of us talked like tales of exhaustion. (laughs) We're just like, <laughs> like what is going on with life right now? Um, dude, ironically enough, I was listening to Machine Gun Kelly earlier because he's just popped up. Oh, I wanna stand with ooh Michelle Obama. The early two thousand had some good music too. Kind of. Tell me what you thought about when you were gone. Oh, that is for sure so punk. Alone. What was the name of that band? Starting the line. worst is over. Is it starting line? Starting line. 
You can have the best of me. We, we got, got older, but we're still young. See, now some people are not going to like this, but this is his new song called Concert for Aliens, which I really actually dig. Okay. Like, this is real punk rock. Yeah, it is. Copyright! Demonetization! YouTube hates us! <laughs> <laughs> So the so the best part is is like if if people haven't really listened so I say this but like I've listened to Machine Gun Kelly for a very like an intensely long time now yeah like that's pretty much what I listen to every single day mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find like one of his actual like raps oh, okay because it's so goddamn different than like that song Concert for Aliens is. That's cool. 100% punk rock. Yeah, and it it's Travis Barker playing the drums. Yeah. I dig it. Um, he's so good. So here's that soundtrack from um, that stupid movie with uh, Will Smith on Netflix. Bright. Oh, yeah. With like the fucking alien dude. Yeah. 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 Take this off my shoulder. Someone take me home. Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> you know what they like? They do that to songs. Like if you're in samples of songs you want to buy or like that someone else is like, they interrupt it with oh, like yeah. the brand label. Like, yeah, they do that in like the like, store demos. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. They do that in st- the, when you like put on headphones at the oh, yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> they always have that. Yeah. Shit. So, remember, remember when that was a thing? Like when it was cool to go put on a set of headphones at like, at like a record store or and play a Best shit. Buy or yeah. yeah. And just play through like sample albums. It used to be just record stores that used to do that. And then yeah. Best Buy caught on and we're like, we're going to yeah. sell every music thing. You could yeah. And you'd of. have that big red button that you hit. Yep. And yep. it would just cycle through a sampling of songs. Yep. Yeah. Those were the days. Pick your artists and they go. Dude, I remember CD. buying CDs from Best Buy. Yeah. Like, that sounds weird to say that because it wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. But there, 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 I would argue that there's people that listen to our podcast that have never bought a CD. Like, do you know what a cassette is, bro? Oh, there's definitely people who listen to us that don't know what a cassette is. Yeah. Huh. But I, we used to listen to cassettes. Do you, know do you remember what a, what a Walkman was? Do you, yeah. Do you know what a floppy disk is? <laughs> you know how much porn you can get on a floppy disk? One video. 
One photo. Probably not just one photo. One photo. <laughs> one low res photo. Yep. Grainy as shit. Yep. I remember using floppy disks at school just to save like if you wrote something right on the computer. Yeah, we had to t- if we took it home or something. Right, like, you had one floppy drive that could literally store one document that was maybe two pages long. Yep, pretty much. And that was it. Now we have like terabyte upon terabyte upon terabyte of storage that you can literally put an insurmountable amount of fucking data on. I know. I can't wait till they build a super com- a supercomputer big enough to create a human yeah. or to be as intelligent as a human brain because they like did like a quick who's they anytime someone says they i question who they're talking about big brother <laughs> and they they big brother said that based on our current technology if we wanted to rebuild the human brain yeah it would be as tall as a skyscraper wow and now yeah, what if someone ser- had a brain as and, tall as and servers and computers and data so do you think people with like elongated heads have more brain power maybe like if your head was like yeah maybe this tall versus just our shape that's or possible. if you had a squished head if you were less intelligent yeah that's possible i know dad's solid solid state drives going out in his head Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been shook a little too much. It's been maxed out for a little while. And he's constantly having to delete files. Did something happen that I need so to know can, about? So he can save new memories. <laughs> <laughs> I do say that, though. That is actually a real thing. Yeah. Where I was, uh, like, there are times of which I feel my brain's at capacity, and I'm like, for me to store any more or to bring more information in, I have to delete shit out of my You have to archive some shit. Yeah, I got to put shit away. Yeah. I can't just keep feeding. I only have, and here's the thing. I am on a l- real limited space where you may be your MacBook Pro. Yeah. I'm my MacBook Air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much. <laughs> I'm still pretty good, but I'm not as good as a MacBook Pro. I've got to constantly move shit in and out. I'm waiting for a moment where you just take a little, little flash drive yeah. of like my teen years. <laughs> just like plug it in. No, dude. So and I, it would just be like it would play like we, whatever we, I wanted to watch. Didn't we talk about this on the podcast? The Neuralink that um, Elon Musk developed. Oh, I did hear about the which yeah, is the little fucking that. implant in the yeah. brain. Yeah, we did talk. Oh, that shit's wild. That's gonna be creepy. Speaking of, listen to that on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan moved. He's not in LA anymore. He moved S- to Texas. Smart boy. Yeah, went to Austin, I think, mm-hmm. and he's building a studio right now. Dude, all these comedians, there's three that have already left, three big ones that have already left. And from what I've heard, there's three more. And they're all just like, fuck you, California, we're out. Yeah. And they're just going to start. Because here's the thing. If you think about it, like I obviously follow comedy super close. So you have the comedy store, which is like the mecca, right? And it has been since like the 80s. And it's had its ups and downs. But big comedians have played in the comedy store. You have COVID-19 that hits, and now there's all these mandates for, you know, like, they're like, we never know when these stores are going to open again. We called this place home because we had all these great clubs in the area, but we can't perform at them anymore due to COVID-19. And then there's a whole bunch of political shit that they're just not, I think it was like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the reality now, where the store helped these guys get their trajectory into comedic stardom. Yeah. They're so big on their own now that they don't need that platform anymore. So the idea is like Joe Rogan is going to leave. Well, he's taking his hundred million dollar Spotify deal with him. 
Yeah. He's leaving LA, going to Austin. Do you not think for a second that Austin's going to be the new comedy mecca? If Joe Rogan goes there, everybody's going to go there because everybody wants to be on his podcast. You're going to fly all these comedians in and then you're going to have all these... Com- I guarantee you're now going to start seeing all these big comedy, comedy venues. Stores open up. That will open up. Yeah. And then you've got guys who are going to go to Denver. You've got Joey Diaz is going back to New Jersey. I heard Theo Vaughn's going to go to Nashville. So all these guys are going to move. They're going to move into these big cities that are now going to be these huge comedy hubs just because they're bringing their presence there. Yeah. Which is cool because I've always wanted to go to the stock comedy store to like, I mean, that was one thing I told Lauren pre-COVID. I'm like, I would love to on my birthday because you can get tickets for certain days. You don't know who's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. But I could say, okay, August 21st is my birthday. That's a Friday. I want to go to the comedy store. I don't care who's going to play. I want the experience. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people that do that. Well, now, I mean, think about what you have to do. I got to get a ticket to LA, right? I don't know who's going to play. Now, if you have guys all over the country, it's like you're not sequestered to just L.A. to watch good comedy. You can go to New York. You could go to Nashville. You could go to Texas. This poses a smart economical financial decision on my part. If other industries follow suit yeah, from what California is doing to them from a business standpoint, and they leave. Dude, there's a mass exodus. That California is going to be on the decline. Yeah. It are, I mean, it already Which is. means... Yeah. Property value is going to decline. Correct. It already has. Bud, I'm talking to you. You want to go to California? And maybe talking to the audience, that little lens there. There is no part of me that wants to go to California. No, 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 no. Okay. You want to blow up California? No, 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 no. We buy property at its lowest point. Yeah. And we Airbnb it out. As property values rise, we increase our rates. And we find a place downtown. In California? Yeah. Or like on the beachfront. But what if it never comes back? I, it will. What, I think, if it just, what if it just stays garbage? I think it will. I'm not saying that it won't, but man, it certainly doesn't help. It, there's, there's a lot of things that don't help. Political policies in California, people fucking hate. You have, all, you have such a disparity in class, right? Mm-hmm. And you have all these stuck-up fucking progressive little pussies. Mm. College which is Which is why a lot of people <laughs> want to leave. You know, all these fucking yuppie hipsters. People mm. don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You have corrupt politics. You have stupid yeah. policy. You have high taxes. You have all these things that make L.A. not reasonable to go to. The only reason I think L.A. sustains what it, how it sustains as a, a city Hollywood. is Hollywood. That's it. Hollywood. Actors, movies, that's it. If, there, if that shit wasn't there, you just transplant all those, all those things to another area, and that becomes your yeah. Hollywood mecca. The other one is, is Fortune 500 companies, which really could ostensibly go wherever they want as well. Right, which would be Silicon Valley area. Right. And so then you have this too, not saying that the headquarters changes, but like Twitter closed down, it's, th- there's They're no building remote. anymore. They're yeah, everything's remote. remote. So you could take that business anywhere you wanted to. Yep. And are there that great of tax incentives now? You don't think another city would be raising their hand going, uh, we would love to have Twitter in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Here's your tax deferment for 30 years. And it's just a P.O. box. <laughs> right. It's just a fucking P.O. box. <laughs> but they're going to get the tax off of it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's, I just don't feel that there's anything compelling keeping people in California anymore, specifically L.A. That's Northern California is a shit show, too. Dude, look at San Francisco. People are literally shitting on the streets. I know. Property values went like this. And then people started shitting on the streets. 
There was a st- and they went like this. There was a study done where people had the hard time telling the difference between a chocolate eclair and human feces. And the streets of San, San Francisco. Yeah, in the streets yeah. of San Francisco. And people were just sampling And they were each. eating. They thought there was free eclairs <laughs> on the sidewalk. And it was actually human shit. <laughs> Jesus. That would be so funny. <laughs> Isn't that weird, though? Like, so, San- uh, Look at this. Look at this perfectly good payday that someone left out what, there. What's, what's strange of it is like I hear the, I, a lot of these comedians talk. Like I won't listen to a ce- celebrity talk about LA because celebrities to me are just so fucking disingenuous and fake all I think, the time. I think they're so f- socially far removed. Oh, they from are. That's what I mean people. by just they're like robots. Yeah. So I listen to comedians that talk about LA and it's funny listening to like, oh man, I pay for all the, I pay all these high taxes. I don't really get much in return. My, you know, the cost of living is fucking way higher. All these things are higher. Traffic sucks. All this shit. There's homeless people everywhere. So finally, like everyone there is like, why the fuck are we here? Like, what's the point? Yeah. There's no benefit to us being here. I know some beautiful, beautiful spots in Arizona. By the way, they have rattlesnakes too. So there's that. With population 10. Yeah. Flagstaff. That could really use some... More neighbors. What if, like, someone like Joe Rogan, being as powerful as he is, I mean, he's literally called the powerful Joe Rogan. Think about if you're Joe Rogan and you just built a city. Let's say you went to a town of 100 people and you're just like, we're going to build a city around this town. We're going to. And all of a sudden it just like. We create an epicenter and you fill it with consumer products and goods that the community will thrive off of. That's small business. Yeah. That breeds more people to start small businesses, so it grows. So you have a small business society, essentially? Yeah. But it's all part of a community. Yeah, just keep it all part of a community. Like Yellow Springs. Yeah, Yellow Springs is kind of encapsulated. Yeah, they they, they don't bring in chains. Like, if it doesn't fit their... Yeah, there are no chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't fit their motto, they're like, fuck you. Youngstown used to do that. Yeah. But Youngstown only did that because they didn't want the big chains in there because all the fucking mafiosos ran all the local shit. That's true. <laughs> that's how they got all their money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they fucking kept Kroger out of there for like 30 years because of extortion and shit. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. There was like no big chains in Youngstown If for we were going to start a city, yeah. what would be our first step? We got to convince the locals. Well, you, so if you're going to start a city that is already populated with people, yes. So we got You have to sell the idea of what you're trying to do. So we got to Or you kill them. So we need to look the part. We need to look like we're local rural people. Yeah. So probably 1970s garb attire. Right. Right. Um we're rich oil folk. Rich but maybe we we have a pickup truck, a real old one like in 1980s. You got to run for city council or mayor. That's how you get your yeah. political power. Yeah. Someone does. And we do all of our speeches from the back of the pickup truck with like a bullhorn yeah like (laughs) (laughs) citizens oh i don't even know what we call it yeah what would we name our city shit's creek and we (laughs) it's already a name that's true it is do it do another name think of a name think of a good name if you could name your own city what would it be dewey's place (laughs) (laughs) why i don't know just feels appropriate uh you should think about that a little harder yeah. <laughs> How about Sherwood? Ooh, Sherwood. Like Sherwood Forest? I was just looking at my hockey stick. 
Oh, like I thought <laughs> we were. I was just looking at things around the room, and I was like, "What can I call it?" Isn't Sherwood Forest in uh, like uh, uh, Robin Hood? Is it? Is it called Did you say Sherwood? Sher- There's a place called Sherwood Sherwood Florist down the street <laughs> off of Far Hills. I thought it was called <laughs> Sherwood Flora or Forest. I mean, it could be. I, I could be wrong. I, I, could, I, I could be thinking of the the florist, the botany. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know if it. I feel like it's. It would be so hard to start a city, right? Would it though? Because I feel like wouldn't they have already? Not really. Sometimes people just lack the intelligence. They lack the forethought. They lack the idea. They lack the energy. They lack the ambition. Sometimes people want to be told what to do. I want to build a city. With the golden goose? That is powered entirely off of solar and wind. It is technically possible. Now, your amenities are going to be limited. We'll call it the Windy City. (laughs) Not Chicago. (laughs) The windy, sunny city. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll have flying cars because we would have developed solely in our city magnetic. Don't you think that's strange? Do you remember when we were younger how flying cars was the thing that they said, like, in the 2000s, we'll have flying cars? Guess what we don't have? Flying cars. You know why? Because people can't just drive on one axis or two axes. Yeah. <laughs> of, of just. Yeah, now we have to figure X, out. Of just X and Z. No, yeah. one, no one knows how to do that. Yeah, we don't know how to drive you in include three that, dimensions. You include that Y? <laughs> There's going to be so much fuckery. Yeah, how do you do it? What's yeah. traffic control look like? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> and honestly, the practicality of a flying car these days doesn't make any sense. Drunk driver fell out of the sky today. <laughs> <laughs> drunk driver hit a flock of flying geese <laughs> that's true we share the air with mother nature it it there is no i remember how exciting of a topic that was when we were younger thinking about the idea of a flying car now i have seen a volkswagen beetle with just giant wings on it <laughs> <laughs> that has zero lift <laughs> literally zero lift yeah I don't know. Flying cars would be cool. I think there's no. I think there's no practicality to it at all. There's zero. It makes no sense. Now cars on rails, maybe that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, multi-tiered rails, self-driving cars. That yeah. Why don't they do that? So we always talk about to have um, every option because it's not like you're going to be going around other vehicles, right? Right. You could technically just have single rails, multiple levels. And we've talked, we have talked before about um, like the train systems, the, the high-speed rail systems that they're developing in the U.S. now. Finally, we're only fucking 30 years behind everyone else. Yeah. But wouldn't that be cool if you could just take your car and just like plop it on the rail system and just shoot you across wherever you need to go and then you just unload and boom. Yeah. Then you can drive inner city and... Yeah. That Not would to be mention, dope. Two movies come to mind. Willy Wonka with Wonka Vision. Oh, yeah. The ability to transport one Wonka bar right. to another location. You mean broken down into millions of tiny pieces. Dissolving information and reforming and it. And reconstructed right. on another end. That's sweet, right? Right. If humans could do teleportation, that'd be sweet. And the second one is The Fly. Now, I understand there might be some issues. I mean, the movie The Fly. Yeah. There might be some issues with the idea that 
should we get into a capsule for teleportation where something else is with us? And it like right, you jarbles our DNA. That's the fly. And I come out like a like a maggot slash human. <laughs> Fucking hair like growing yeah. out your back. That would be good. Right. That'd be treacherous. But I feel like teleportation would be a real saver. Imagine like you long distance relationships. <laughs> no longer long distance. No longer long distance. Isn't like, that what we have Zoom for though, it's really? Like, oh, so horny. You're like talking to some woman from the Philippines in the middle of some jungle. Right. And you're like, I want to fuck that. And then you're like, Zip. And then she's like, also oh, horny. You call me Tempin. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm down. Be there in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. like, press the button. And I'm right there. And like, and I pop up, and she's like, oh, yeah. You know what? It makes leaving really easy, too. It does. It's like, we done? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Back home before you know it. That's true. I do think, I do think at some point, I don't know if teleportation. It makes assassinations easier. Yeah. If you could just point yourself at any particular period in time. Like any human. But wouldn't we all be dead, though? We'd all be dead. We would all be dead. Everybody would take advantage of that. Yeah, because you could just, like, yeah, that would literally be. We'd have to have a system where it goes, like, do you want to accept this incoming teleportation? It's like, Maggie's on the way. You're like, yeah, I'll accept. That would be pretty crazy. That would be cool. Like a friend would quest. Could you imagine people like trying to get in the White House? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like billions of invites. <laughs> Putin's like... Decline, decline, yeah. decline. Oh, speaking of Putin, did you hear that uh, he's, uh, Russia and Putin have claimed to have the first um, real vaccine for COVID-19? I've heard this. Which they tested in a very limited fashion. I heard I this. think this is just a power play where he's just like, Oh, it worked on one lab rat. And he's like, we did it. <laughs> Let's just give it to everybody. Yeah. It's like a typical Russian move. It's like, we beat U.S. at it. Yeah. We beat the U.S. And then come to find out 10 years later, it's giving everybody like horrific cancer. Yeah. Like cancer of the eyes or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust anything. Start Russia growing does. some rat whiskers. Dude, it's weird because I admire. It's like Russia's the strong, stupid brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was two brothers, let's say U.S. and Russia. You're like the young, smart one. He's the old, dumb He's one. This is the, the old, the dumb one. one like that the- just wants to be like, everybody thinks the U.S. is so smart. I could be smart too. Yeah. But everything they do is just one hilarious mistake after another. Johnny, you dropped out of high school. Yeah, that's Russia. That's Russia. That is Russia. They never finished their education. Now, I like Russia. I do too. I would love to go to Russia. Yeah. I think I would get along with Russians really well. I, I would love to visit the Kremlin. Dude, that'd be crazy. Wouldn't it? A lot of weird shit happens. I know. Lots of weird shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I'd... I would like to meet someone like Putin because he's KGB. And in particular, I just want to meet a KGB member. That would be sweet. I should be like, how many ways do you know how to murder someone without a weapon? Teach me. Yeah. Show me one move. Yeah. One fucking move. And you know they could do it. Spetsnaz. Is that what they're called? Or is no, that a, that's the name of a rocket ship. Oh, no, I think you're What's thinking of Sputnik. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was Spetsnaz or it was like a, like a military thing. Uh, it's possible. I could be wrong. I thought that was like the name of a firearm or a grenade or some uh, shit. For the two Russian members that we saw on Google Analytics that listens to us, 
What is the military fighting thing called? The Spetsnaz? Yeah, I don't or know. Like military faction? It's like like our Green Berets. I thought that was their or K- like the KGB. Our... Or is it like a faction in the KGB? Like like super soldier badasses. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Wasn't John Claude Van Damme part of those super soldiers? Uh, he was. Was he? He for sure was. No, I think you're thinking of... Um, nope. And it are had, you just thinking of Guyland Street Fighter? Nope, no, no, nope. He w- it was called Universal Soldier. That wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme, though, was it? Yeah. Universal Soldier was? Yeah. Pretty sure. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. That was a cool movie. And he, like, dies, but they bring him back, and then they, like... Yeah. Make him slightly, like, robotic, superhuman-ish. Yeah. With, like, these injections and stuff. Cool movie. Very cool. Ahead of its time. Yeah. They should... That's one to remake. Yeah. Honestly. But that's what we're gonna... That's what's gonna happen to the world. Like, wars are not gonna be fought by just any old human. No. They're gonna be like super beings or robots. Well, it already is. Look at drones. I know. It's crazy. The mass destruction drones, by the way, during the Obama administration, have you... So many people are like, oh, Obama's just this nice charismatic guy. He's killed more people with drones than any fucking person has ever done. Not, not him personally you know, at the controls, but he is off. This is not a political thing. No, but he did press the button. Yeah, he did give the orders. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's well, it's like, no, he killed a fuck ton of people. Well, like it's about time he uh, dies. Yeah. You know, I, I probably should just die. Probably should. Actually, should I say it on here? I don't hate Obama. I don't hate Obama. I would like to real. I would love to drink one of these with Obama, dude. You know that guy's got some fucking stories. Oh yeah, he is the kind of guy, charismatic enough to literally sit down and just fucking hang with. Let's shoot some hoops. <laughs> Let's take some shots. That's so racist. It would be. He's a basketball player. Oh, that's what he did in the White House. I thought you were going stereotypical. No, he literally shot hoops. I'd be like, like every day. What this if, is his exercise? What if? What if I would like baseball? <laughs> That's a pretty good Obama impression. <laughs> what if I want to throw the pigskin? Um, he, I feel like he'd be a cool dude to hang out with. I would never want to hang out with Trump. I would love to hang out with Obama. Biden, maybe 10 years ago, before I knew how creepy he was, and he sniffs the head of little girls. Let Biden get a little bit more dementia, and then you take him out on a night on the town. Watch that motherfucker lose. He'd go crazy. He just walks straight into a lake. He would go so crazy. <laughs> yeah, he would go crazy. Could you imagine someone like Joe Biden, like on cocaine? Yeah. God, that would be fucked up. Yeah. Biden in his current mental condition on hallucinogens. would <laughs> 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 be the wildest time ever. It would be the longest panic attack you've ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah. He'd probably just seize up. Probably. Yeah. Or start thinking everybody's like, I don't know, Vietnam. <laughs> a blast back Soldiers. to it. <laughs> it's crazy shit. Fucking American politics. There you go. I know, like, man. A big giant fucking popularity contest. But that's what makes '90s music great. Yeah, you know. Let's circle it back. <laughs> circle back to '90s. There's music. always a purpose to the <laughs> ramblings. <laughs> um, but we should probably get into a review. Yeah, sure. We've got a review today. Yeah. I felt it necessary to take a break from the interviews. Um. I just didn't want to do anymore, like, anytime soon. We've had, we've had multiple people reach out, and I would like to just put out a sincere apology for not booking any of them for the month of August. I just don't feel like it. 
Yeah. That's a great thing about having your own podcast is you can just do what you want. It's true. And I'm just a little burnt out on the interviews. I was I stoked to have Alex on last week. But I, that's more of like just a fucking cool bro conversation than it is yeah, having to talk about sure. dumb shit. I don't want to say dumb shit. That's a bad way to say it. But just like talking about like, hey, there's certain agendas and topics that you've got to discuss when you're talking to a manufacturer, right? Especially if it's for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's not like last week was just a more of a casual conversation between people who know each other bros you know yeah um but i really wanted to get back to talking about cigars um i feel like there's a lot that we missed that we just it's old news now but there's a lot of stuff we didn't really get to talk about interrelated to cigars just in like the last two months because we were just talking about brands that's true so i want to talk i'm going to get back to the cigars yeah themselves you know like what is a cigar made of is this tobacco? Can you smoke it from both ends? Do you have to use fire? Can a cigar be lit? Yes. The answer is yes. By the power of cold? Yes. Those are the things I want to get back into. Yeah, it, it absolutely can. You're onto something there. Yeah. That's what I thought. You just want to get back to for science. Yeah. Which you haven't done in a considerable amount what, of time. I feel like there's plenty of sciencey things I can do with cigars. Like what? Um like can you puff from your anus? Oh yeah, you wanted to try that before, didn't you? Yeah. Can I receive nicotine through your through my anus plus through your little brown? Can I taste it through my anus? Mm. You know? Well, your asshole doesn't have taste buds, but you could sure get the induction of nicotine. And like, that would hit your bloodstream. What eye drops work to prevent you from having to do this? You're squinting real hard when the smoke blows in your eyeballs. You're like, that happens to you. That doesn't happen to me very often. You know, and it's like all in your eyes and you can't see and your eyes are watering. What eye drops work for cigars? What if you don't need eye drops? What if there's a mechanism that can be created? Like goggles. Goggles would work. Gla- oh, yeah. That's true. That is a simple solution. <laughs> Versus eye drops. <laughs> you know what you should do? Uh, I never even thought about this. To understand just from a sensory perspective, from your taste buds, what it would be like to smoke a cigar with your nose plugged. Ooh. Yeah, since the nose is so powerful in dictating taste. Yeah. You should really try that. Do, do the same cigar back-to-back and do one with your nose plugged and see if the derived flavors are different, if they're muted, if they're the same, if there's no, you know, if there's no change at all. I do know that when you're sick, cigars do taste more bland. Oh, yeah. I it, never smoke when I'm sick because it's, just, it's a waste like, of a fucking cigar. Throat burns. Yeah. I never smoke when I'm sick because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Dude, that... Write that down. That's a good one. You know how you can make your ears pop? Yeah. You know how, like, all this is connected? Yeah. What if I took a hit, held my nose, held my mouth, and did have that... Have your eyes? Just like that... Where you, like, puff your face out to, like, make your ears pop? If smoke would come out your ears. Like the cartoons. Uh, like the the Warner Brothers I'm for sure gonna tell you to try it yeah but I don't think you're gonna get the outcome you're looking for oh yeah that's why we try it though 
Yeah. Just for science. Yeah. For science. You got to try it. Yeah. Um, Let's get into this cigar review, shall we? Yeah. Hey, Chris, do you know what we're reviewing today? Ooh. Took me a thousand days and a thousand nights. Traveling across a great vast ocean through great feverish swamps and jungles with monsters lurking from the shadows at every corner when all I had was my torch and my trusty colt. It took me a long time to get there, Corey. I traveled across hills and valleys over top of mountains, freezing, fighting, fist fought a grizzly bear. And a Kodiak bear as well. They look the same, but they're different. (laughs) All to come across what I've been searching for for a thousand days and a thousand nights. And you know what I found? What'd you find? Miltias. Miltias. The fabled, mythical place that when I got there, I was like, I don't see it. You know why? Because it was so small. What I thought I was searching for was a city, a civilization. Nope, just a chunk of tobacco. (laughs) About five by (laughs) 50-ish. Also known as the Millis Diaz. Yep. The Meek Mill Diaz. Lil Mill Diaz. The Mila Kunis Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) Got all kinds of names. Yeah. Um, But you got the Vitola wrong. Well, I know it's cold. although I'm not sure what we smoked because the Vitolas are so. I thought it was the Edmundo. It is the Edmundo. I literally and just visually inspected, which is a five and three eighths by fifty two. Yeah, it's pretty much. I looked at though. it and I was like, "Yeah, I think that's right." It's a little bit wrong. It's a little bit longer. But the like the I mean the Vitolas are so kind of similar in size. Yeah, like that range from like five and three eighths to six, and then just different variations of ring gauge. And I was like, God, these are all real similar. Yeah, they are. Like the yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I was really having a hard time. Like double robusto Corona Gorda. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, like just. Well, we know what the blend is- works in, which is smaller cigars. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yes, for all of you listening, this is the Mil Diaz by Crown Heads. And why is the Mil Diaz? called special well we know why it's called what it's called it means a thousand days right pretty easy to decipher but why is it special it's special because we say it is right um but two factor number one (laughs) but two if i'm not mistaken this is the first uh, maybe second uh, second cigar to come out of the Pachardo factory. Correct. Do you know what the first one was? Mm, this one. <laughs> you know what it is. Um, you just wouldn't think about it because it wasn't, it wasn't outwardly known in the marketplace for a very specific reason. Uh, the Juarez was the first 
Yeah. Pichardo cigar mm. for Crown Heads. Yeah. But it was a Thompson exclusive at the time. That's true. So all the factors of where it came from mm. and what it was in the marketplace were, I would say, a little diminished and diluted. That's true. Um, once Juarez was obviously pulled from Thompson and was readily available to the entire marketplace, mm-hmm. it blew the fuck up. It's got to be one of Crown Heads' most popular cigars now, which honestly to me is why I was so excited about the Mel Diaz is because I've grown to just love the Juarez so much and what it represents as just a really good valued cigar that I was interested to see it as a second cigar, the very second cigar being blended by or produced by Pichardo, what it would, if there was going to be a comparison, similarities, vast differences um, to what the Juarez was or is. Um, I was very intrigued by that. So yeah, let's get into the cigar, Chris. Uh, first of all, how do we break these down? Man, I'm glad you asked because I had to read this a thousand times. Hopefully I get it right. Without any hiccups, right? It's been a a while. It's been a while. Each cigar review is broken down into three main categories. Construction, now burn, and flavor. To throw in a little extra kicker, we see if the cigar is worth the price for a possible bonus or deduction. Then finally, we average out our individual reviews, giving you guys our final recommendation. What also makes this cigar special is that as people listen to this episode, it isn't on the shelves yet. So like the Crown Heads Las Calaveras 2020, we reviewed it roughly a month before it actually hit the shelves. Yes. This one will probably be a matter of like a week or two because they're supposed to hit here in late August. Yep. Um, I think a lot of them are kind of being wrapped up now and uh, things are being finalized and of course shipped to um, each one of the individual retailers. Um, So that's what makes this special for us is that we're actually releasing this before it even hits the marketplace. It will continue to do so. Yes. In an orderly, methodical fashion. Yes. What I like about this cigar and what I love to review about these cigars is the components. Mm. Now, this is where I think this cigar is going to be uniquely special to me in terms of what it's going to produce in flavors. This is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder. The combination of fillers is what I'm most excited about. Costa Rican. Yep. Nicaraguan. Yep. And Peruvian. Ooh. Costa Rican and Peruvian are two, which we've talked about on the podcast before. We actually asked this question to certain manufacturers that we talked about and saying, hey, what regions are underdeveloped in terms of tobacco? Which ones are exciting? And Costa Rica and Peru always came, they were always a topic of conversation where people wanted to learn more, explore more, utilize the tobacco from those regions. In this particular blend, you have that and you have it in parallel with what would probably be more of a traditional Nicaraguan filler. That combination to me alone got me excited to smoke this cigar. Now, I've had this cigar before already. Yes. I had like the pre-release. Pre-banded. Right, pre-banded. This is a pre-release band that we smoke. That says not in production. Right, that says not in production on the band. And then, of course, the regular production cigar will be out here in the next few weeks. So, the combination of tobacco used in and of itself Got me excited to smoke the cigar. Yeah. So let's get into it. Can we maybe, as we go through this review. Oh, 
Yeah. Before we do so. What? We did agree that we smoked this in Edmundo. Edmundo. At a five and three eighths by 52. Price point hasn't been set on the individual cigars, but from what I could tell. It's going to be around 10. I could have definitely just asked. It's going to be between that 920 and 1150. Yeah. So I kind of split the difference yeah. and just went it's with like 10-ish. a 10 to 1050. Yeah. Can we call her Lil Millie? Lil Millie. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a cute little girl name. <laughs> yeah. Could have called it <laughs> the Millie Vanilla, <laughs> Millie, Millie Vanilla DS. <laughs> what it yeah. just sounds like, Mill Diaz. Sounds like a Spanish rapper. Kind of does. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Who are you going to go see tonight? Um, seeing fucking Joyner Lucas and Mill Diaz. <laughs> I'm going to call see Lil Mill. Lil Mill. Lil Mill. <laughs> it's actually not a bad rapper name. I know. Lil, Lil Mill. Lil Mill. Because like Mill stands for millions. millions. Yeah. And you're little because you're a teenage rapper. You're a Lil Mill. Lil Mill. Yeah, I remember when Lil was like the big thing. Oh, yeah. Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. And now it's just Bow Wow. Yeah. But he, da- his stature hasn't changed at all. He's, he's, no bi- just... he's no bigger than what he was when he was Lil Bow Wow. He's still Lil Bow. Yeah, you're just Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. You can't be Big Bow Wow. Yeah. You're too small. And what type of dog goes Bow Wow? And also, you have like Lil Wayne. Yeah. Now, as Lil Wayne gets older and he's gotten older, do you call him Big Wayne? <laughs> Like, what do you call him? Old Wayne? If I was Chinese, you'd call me Lil Wang. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a older Lil big, Wang. Big Wang. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of progression to the name if it's Lil. What, like, what happens when a guy gets fat? Yeah. Going Fat Wayne? Mm, and like big a, Wang? A, a, Spanish, a Spanish rapper woman called Lil, Ch- Lil Cha-Cha. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it sounds dirty. Yeah, it is. It's for yeah. vagina. A little cha-cha. Yeah, <laughs> little cha-cha. <laughs> I love funny. it. But this is Lil' Mill. Yeah, we're going to call this uh, now forever known as... as or Millie. Lil' Mill or Millie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the breakdown of the cigar. Chris, what did you think about the construction of this pre-release sample? Yeah, man. So right off the bat... This is different than I've ever experienced with a lot of uh, crown head cigars that come out of like the My Father factories, Drew Estate factories, et cetera. Like this one had a little bit of gift to it. It wasn't like a cigar that, you know, was like super rigid, like I'm used to seeing with a lot of crown head cigars. I know it's intentional and I know it is because I did the review, but they purposely did not overly bunch this cigar. But it had a little bit of gift to it, but still had the kind of like rough texture, which is definitely indicative of like maybe an Ecuadorian. Not as bad as like a you know uh, uh, San Andreas or like a Connecticut Broly, but it had a little toothiness to it, you know, like yeah. a, little, a little toothiness. That's some fur to, on it for yeah. sure. A uh, medium sheen, kind of a light brown wrapper, wrapper with a, kind of a slight reddish hue, just slight, a warm, a warm brown. Yeah. Well, I guess all browns. Are if it was uh, on the Pantone warm. palette of colors, what yeah. would it be? Oh, oh. Like burnt macaroni? I would say like a rich caramel. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you know? Or maybe like a milk chocolate. Ooh, like a milk chocolate. Yeah. With a little bit of cayenne pepper. Or maybe like a, a butterscotch milk chocolate. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Those sound tasty. Sandpaper. Ooh. 
Yes. I like that one. I do too. Don't know what sandpaper looks like. But, but it was a all in all great construction. I believe it had a triple cap. Yes. Um but it was a really nice construction. Now we didn't have production vans. So I'm not gonna right. grade you on your branding. Yeah. But I've seen the branding. Pretty primitive. It's <laughs> yeah. the, the actual bands are dope. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> they look cool. Kind of an oval. You'll see the M. The the lazy the lazy pre we got the lazy one. Well, so here's the thing: most pre-release are just a designation of fucking combination of letters numbers and, and numbers. Letter. Yeah, yeah. This at least had something to it. It had at least a which logo. is cool. But I actually like the label for Mel Diaz. I think is pretty dope. Yeah, the oval and the M. Yeah, on it a looks white cool. Band. And it's like that sharp red. Yeah, it looks neat. Yeah, yeah. Looks like I'm a knight's. But Templar. it's okay that we got the retarded one. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I thought. The, the construction on this cigar was flawless. Yep. Here's what it reminded me of. It literally reminded me of a Placencia cigar. And maybe this satisfies my OCD in terms of things being like very well produced and overly symmetrical. Yeah. But there's no bumps or ridges this, this, this cigar. It was super smooth, which is what I... It's weird to me just from a visual appearance perspective. I like that. It's not that I don't like cigars with bumps and ridges. I like that some of them are primitive in nature. Like that, they just look like everyone's stick is super old school. It's like what I remind it. Yeah. It's it reminds me of like okay, well if, if like an original Spaniard rolled a cigar, here's what it would look like. It's almost imperfectly perfect. This was just perfectly perfect. Yeah, it's like it's like porn worthy, you know, because like you know, not everybody's stick is created equal. Right. Some are super veiny, right? Kind of bumpy, right? Crooked, crooked. This is this was the opposite. This is this is something you want to see in a photo. Yes, something you want to see in a this video. This is an artistic piece that it. Let's just say I was a middle aged white woman that wanted to take a sculpting class, yeah. and the figure of which that came in that was represented for me to sculpt, yeah, which was probably some good looking homeless guy, uh huh, up on a pedestal yeah. with his dong out. That's what I saw. A perfect specimen. Yes. Symmetrically sound. And a little squishy. It wasn't quite hard. <laughs> a little squishy. You know what? I do agree with you in terms of didn't seem overfilled. No, it's it's like it's been fluffed a little bit, but it's not yeah. entirely hard yet. Yeah, it's like um it's what I imagine a porn star being before you put the hot sauce on his anus. Yeah. Just kinda like where his his dick's really throttling up. It's like um, it's like turning the crank handle on a Model T. Yeah. Plus, it's like nothing really excites him anymore. Right. You know, so you got to do some weird shit for him to really yeah, get hard. Yeah, exactly. That's what the hot sauce in the rectum's for. Yeah. It really gets you going. Yeah. Gets that blood flow. Yep. Um, but I thought it was awesome. I yep. thought the construction was great. For sure. Uh, what do you think about the burn? I'll tell you what, it was pretty solid, man. It's, it, this was a one-two puffer for me. Um, this weird Vitola called Edmundo. Um. Yeah, the whole like five and three eighths. Five and what three a fraction! You, you know? know, I talked about. This. Let's get on the metric system. I talked about this with someone very clued in. What the a five and three history. You know, this is actually indicative of crown heads, though, where they do like the five and seven eighths, like the mule kick. Yeah. It's like five and seven eighths. I'm yeah. like, hey, let's let's get away from the fucking harsh fractions. But I, I have a theory. Uh huh. All right. Okay. I talked this over with someone who's also in the industry. All right. Okay. Tell me their name. Uh, Tyler. Okay. And 
I <laughs> told him, just said Tyler. I told him, don't you find it interesting that you find these weird lengths in cigars, but to a point that they're not quite Toros? And he's like, yeah, that is kind of interesting. I was like, I have a theory. I've seen a Toro rolled. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that the long fillers that you have in the inside are never six inches, are never that full length. So right. what you end up having to do is grab more long fillers and then you break them off. Yeah, and bunch and them you at the end. Fill them at the end. That's why you get your pitting issues on right. a lot of cigars. Is right. The connectedness of one tobacco leaf to another. But what if five and three eighths is or right. five and a half is r- perfectly long? It's the perfect length of the long fillers. It could be. You know? Maybe that's why Robustos burn so well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that crazy to think about? That may be it. I think, I mean, if you, I've always said this, the difference between an inch, like if you're talking about a traditional Robusto, let's just say 5 by 50. Sure. And a traditional Toro, we just talk about 6 by 50. Yeah. You're likely to have way more, and there's got to be a percentage increase, and I don't know what the statistic is because I'm pretty sure no one's ever run it. Mm-hmm. But the increased likelihood in yeah. a percentage of having more issues with a 6x50 than your 5x50 is probably exponential. Yeah. So I would actually kind of agree with you that a 5 and 3 eighths may be the perfect Vitola. Could be. Or the perfect, I would say the perfect length. Perfect length for tobacco right. filler. Right. Yeah, man. Could be. You may be onto something. Another for science. Could be. That takes a little more research, but. That definitely takes, and it's probably, yeah, that's true. But I will say this. Burns really well. One to two puffer for me. Good smoke production. White ash. Burn pretty evenly. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. No issues. No pitting. No nothing. No, you know our whole test. We do that. Yeah, we sit it down. Yep. We travel 5K. We come back. Still it. It's a great burn. Usually my whole test is just me having to take a shit. Yeah, that's true. It's usually roughly five minutes. But I had no issues with burn. Zero. Um, I thought it was a nice, easy draw on the burn. So I would, I would say just in relation to what we talked about as far as like it not being um, overfilled, it's probably conducive of an easy draw. Mm-hmm. And I would say adequate smoke production. I thought it was kind of par for the course. Yeah. I did have one abrupt outage. Ooh. Um, which obviously created a relight. That was the only challenge I had. It actually burned super evenly. Mm-hmm. Just kind of exhausting a nice, like, light gray ash. Mm-hmm. It's, it smoked pretty beautifully. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything to be, like, super wild about. There was nothing, you know, that I was just like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah. But there cert- wasn't certainly anything where I was just like, God, this is challenging. Yeah. Minus the one outage. Yeah. I, I would say adequate par for the course. Yeah. I get it. All right, so arguably the most important piece of what we review would be the flavor. What did you think about the flavor overall? Now, I want to say this. I want to keep in comparison because I've had other Pachardo. I've had a bunch of the Ace Prime stuff at Mm -hmm. B&G's. But in relation to, because this is the second release of Crown Heads using Pachardo as a factory to blend from and to produce their cigars, in comparison to the Juarez and on its own, what did you think about the flavor? Oh, here's what I'll say. All right. In order to answer your question. You going to ask me a question? No. Okay. One must experience all he can experience to have a diverse 
but accurate opinion as to what's the difference, right? Right. I've smoked the Juarez. I'd say getting close to like 60 to 80 times. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm up there. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's probably a lot. Usually every time I go to the lounge, I smoke yeah, Juarez. It's probably 60 to 80. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, a good chunk. Um, so I know what that cigar entails. Mm-hmm. I will say I found this one to still have a significant um, difference. Hmm. Um, while some things were kind of similar, I think from a spice component, they were similar, kind of mediumish spice, not too overbearing, but always there. But where it stood out compared to Awara's was the tangy, woody, and spicy notes in a kind of triage that I got. And what's also interesting about it is when I took light hits, it was creamy and tangy. If I took heavy hits, it was spicier and made, a, made my throat burn. <laughs> You know, were you inhaling these? Maybe, but what I think the distinction of this one has compared to the Juarez is I found the flavors to be very, how you say, sharp and bold. There was a richness to it that I think was more rich than the Juarez. Yeah. Which maybe is indicative of a complex flavor profile. But I thought it was wonderful. Not a whole lot of change-ups. Mm. That was pretty consistent. It depended on how I sucked on it. Right. You know? Yeah. If Light I versus s- big, full, meaty. If I sucked soft, <laughs> it was creamy. <laughs> <laughs> If I sucked real hard, <laughs> it caught me in the back of the throat. <laughs> but but I felt like it was a pretty crazy flavor. It was so sharp. Like I felt like yeah. the flavors were so pronounced. They didn't change up a lot, but they were so sh- just great. Yeah. And the spice was always there, which yeah. I loved. Yeah, your I would say your experience probably didn't differ from mine a whole lot. One of the notes that I made was the cigar doesn't change a lot. Yeah. Some things become more apparent, some things drop off, but from a consistency perspective, there, there, isn't, that, um, there isn't that huge transition that you see in some cigars where you're like, wow, really peppery and earthy up front transitions into something that's a little bit more smooth, mild, and creamy as you enter the second, third. It's like, no, most of the flavors were there. there may, they may have been interlaced differently in certain points of the cigar, but they never really eroded away completely. No. There is a nice pepperiness, a nice pepperiness up front. Uh, it's weird. It's something I enjoy in a cigar more and more than I usually did. Wakes up your palate. What I liked about this cigar was it has that striking bitter tanginess, which I prefer. Yeah, it was great. That is a preference of mine just from an opinion perspective. It is a bias that I have towards cigars that when I get that tangy bitterness, that is something I very much enjoy. Yeah. It's why I like my cold brew coffee. Yeah. 
especially the light blend. I like that as a flavor. To me personally, sometimes I want to subtract out and minus the sweet and creamy, and I'm going to bring on something bright, tangy, and bitter. Yeah. And this cigar has all of that with it. Yeah. There is a complexity to this cigar, and I said make a comparison to the Juarez. All they aren't really comparable at all other than the fact that they come from the Pachardo factory. I do agree with you. There seems to be a heightened complexity with this cigar over the Juarez. And the Juarez is fucking incredible for what it is. Yeah. It's so good. This is almost at a next level in terms of the actual balance of the cigar and the flavors that are brought forward. They seem to be more apparent. And they seem to be like, I would say more in your face. It's like when you get something of something in the cigar, if you get a bit of pepper and you get a bit of earthiness, it's almost like it takes your head back a little bit. Yeah. Kind of driving in a 600 horsepower car and you hit the throttle, your yeah. head slams in the back of the seat. You go, oh, fuck, there it is. I don't say it is like, I encourage you that when this cigar comes out, which is going to be in a week or a couple of weeks, because we're running out of days in August. Yeah. Suck on Millie softly. See if you like it. Yeah. Suck on Millie hard. Totally different animal. See if she comes. That girl, she likes it both ways. Hmm. But she's going to give you a different response, depending on which yeah. one you choose. So just try her out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Try it different ways. Yeah. For sure. Maybe even upside down. Yeah. I thought the combination of flavors was actually kind of simple. but they, they were simple. But they worked. And I had a hard time. I've always looked for that distinction of like what makes Costa Rican Costa Rican or what makes Peruvian Peruvian. I had a really hard time <laughs> figuring out which one was which. Yeah, I did too. It's weird having the combination together. Yeah. I had a real hard time telling the difference. Because I love Peruvian tobacco, I and too. I love Costa Rican tobacco. Yeah. Blended together, it was like this whole other world yeah. of... Yeah. It was really hard to tell. Like, that, the combination of flavors that, that interlaced, I mean, even from a filler component to the wrapper type, it just worked well together. Yeah. It's weird. And you know what is... So what I wanted out of this cigar was something vastly different. Not only that we get from Crown Heads, typically, from the E.P. Carrillo factory, the My Father factory, from Drew Estate. I wanted something different in terms of all those things. I wanted to smoke something different than anything else that's really been released. And the Mill DS separates itself from a flavor perspective from all of those things. And I would even argue from a construction perspective. Again, I made a comparison to what I believe is probably some of the most beautifully constructed cigars in the industry, being Placencia cigars specifically their own branded stuff. That's what this Pachardo cigar, that's what this Crown Heads Mel Diaz reminded me of. Symmetrically sound, super smooth, just an absolutely flawless, flawlessly constructed cigar. Even the cap placement. I actually wrote a review. I don't know if it's in the recent review that I wrote that I haven't published yet, um, or if it was the one previous to that. I actually think it was on this last one. The cap structure, there is just an OCD part of my fucking brain that says if that fucking thing isn't perfectly placed on the top, I'm going to be fucking pissed. And this, if you look at the cigar, which I have a picture of, and I will obviously post it coming up, 
is goddamn fucking flawless. Yeah. What that tells to me is the time and attention that's put in the cigar is exactly what you want. You're paying a premium for a cigar. You're paying 10 bucks for a smoking experience yeah. plus. Needs to be perfect. Let me, you're, you're probably thinking right now, Corey, aren't you being a little too critical about the cap on this goddamn cigar? Does it really matter? Yes, it matters. Are any of you, I'm going to ask you, audience, looking at the lens, right? Are any of you Jewish? Do you wear a yarmulke, yarmulke into your place of worship? Yeah, do you want a perfectly placed yarmulke? Let me or do you ask want you. To be sloppy? Let me ask you this. When you went to your place of worship, did your dad say, fucking fix your yarmulke? If he did, then you know the importance of looking prip and proper. Yeah. No matter, no matter what. And that's the same how Corey thinks about his cigars. You also, come looking your best. Also, anybody, don't look lazy. Anybody who throws darts, do you want the bullseye to look wonky or do you want it in the center of the goddamn board? Do you like looking at somebody? That doesn't have a lazy eye versus something with a lazy eye? Yeah. I want to look into your eyes. I don't want to try to look at one eye going here and one eye going over here. Let me, let me ask so you. So make sure that shit is centered. Let me ask you this. You're going to go on a date. Girl has a droopy eye. Think you're going to go out with her again? Nope. Not a... Anybody who's a gun owner, do you have a scope on your rifle? If you do, do you want that scope to be right down the center pointing directly at your target? Do you want everything to be centered perfectly? That's what I want in my cap structure. Yeah. It's okay to look for perfection, even when perfection is, for the most part, unachievable. But you can be close, and you can at least fucking try. Yeah. That's all Corey's asking for. That's all I'm asking for. He's not looking for perfection, but he wants to make sure that someone's at least fucking trying to make sure that that goddamn cap is straight. A lot of people say practice makes perfect. What I say, practice makes progress. Yeah. That's what I care about. That's I want to see your intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in the cigar. And I thought the flavors of the cigar, for me personally, it's right in my wheelhouse. Like, yeah. This is one that I'll smoke over and over. It actually, so where I like like bright, um, and I'm not going to make this into comparison to this, another cigar in terms of how the flavors were represented, but just to give somebody an idea of my excitement about cigars that have flavor profiles that end up being a little bit more bitter and tangy yeah. kind of reminds me of the ME2, the Mexican Experiment 2 by Tatuaje, mm. in terms of like, I love the bitter brightness. Mm. I just am kind of over the whole fucking Connecticut, traditional Connecticut broadleaf thing and the fucking Nicaraguan Puros. I'm just kind of over it. I wanted something different, and the Mill Diaz coming to the market could not be any more perfect timing because it's just fucking different. Yeah, people. And it's good different. Let me ask you this. Are you going to eat pizza every night? Some How people, long is it going to fucking take? Hey, some people do. I know there's people that do it to the extreme. Yeah. That also said the doctor told them they're going to die. Yeah. They're 700 pounds. And their diabetes has literally caused them to lose. But how long are you going to eat your favorite meal before you get sick of it? You need something different. Right? If you you lived at your house and the only thing around you was McD's, Burger King, Wendy's, (laughs) RB's. Any of the E's. At some point. Skyline E's. At some point, you're going to get sick of fucking eating them. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be like, when are they going to put a Penn Station in? When are they going to put like a, like a. You know, uh, Fazoli's. 
I'm confused about your... <laughs> what is your dialect right now? I, don't know. I thought you were going back to Obama, and then you went to, like, fuck Baptist preacher. <laughs> I don't know. And then you, then you morphed into, like... Uh, so I will say, you morphed into a, a guy... <laughs> this is really funny. I sent an email to a guy today yeah. named Woods Buckley. <laughs> I did love him. I already love him. I fucking love him too already. <laughs> this is the coolest fucking... So you went from Barack Obama to Baptist preacher to Woods Buckley <laughs> all in one sentence. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But it was great, man. Yeah, yeah. But you got to have something different, man. Stop pretending. They like, oh, I wish they still made this. Fuck you. So, so we have smoked, and let's let's try to end. Let's let's end on Sorry, this thought in terms of flavor. Yeah, Crown Heads. You have the 2020 Los Calaveras release, which I have already argued is probably the best release in a long time. I don't know, man. That 2014. <laughs> <laughs> that 2014's pretty good. I still argue 2017 is better than 2014. That's just me. Um. But I would say it's probably one of the best. It's really good. Lost Calaveras releases. It's milder and it's. So and much, I love the 19, but I thought the, tw- the 2020 so just elevated. Yeah. Then you have the new release of the 2020 Mule Kick, which the Mule Kick is my favorite limited release. I look forward to it so more. It's the 18s. The 18 is that's my Mount. That's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That is like my all time. If I had to pick an all time favorite, if there was a cigar, someone said, hey, you knew you were going to die tomorrow what's the last cigar you're going to smoke i'm probably going to pick up the 2018 and i love the 19 i I just smoked it actually i love that sumatran the 19 was incredible so you have the 2020 mule kick release you have the mil diaz and you have the 2020 los calaveras and then you have the four kicks couple which i haven't had yet so out of the three that we know we've smoked where do you put where do you stack the mil diaz Ooh. Ooh. That's an interesting question. Now, don't say too much because of a review release that we still have to put out. Yeah. I want to say, if you're interested in Crown Heads after hearing us talk, there is very likely a cigar for any type of smoker. It's a good, it's a good political answer. Yes. There's a cigar for everyone. In their lineup. They have such a diverse lineup that you can find something that you're going to like. As it compares to the rest of them, I want to say it's for the people that have gotten past the, I'm a hard ass, I want to smoke the most bold, most nicotine, right. biggest ring gauge, fucking right. cigar I can find. I think the people are going to appreciate this one are the people that have a very diverse, sophisticated palate that have tried a lot and, and aren't afraid to go like, yeah, I like it a little bit more milder. Right. You know, the spice is there, but I like it a little bit calmer. But it's sophisticated. It's complex. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I retrohale it, it's an amazing flavor. And people are like, what's a retrohale? It's like, well, you haven't smoked long enough. You know? <laughs> go back to the basics, go back, bitch. Go back to basics. I feel like this is for people that have um, really stood the test of time cigars that are going to appreciate the complexity that Crown Heads has gone through for the last, fuck, eight years, six, seven years. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, they get wiser and they get more 
I don't know what's sophisticated. Yeah. But this one, is. I think this one. It's like everything gets tighter. It does get tighter. And I feel like this one is just a, a calm, collected cigar that just, it's just different than some of the other cigars in the lab. It's like the other yeah. ones are a little bit more wilder and more spicy heavy. This is something else. I think this it's on a horizontal plane, but it's this cigar to me seems experimental. Yeah. In comparison to a lot of their cigars. It seems like if you were to create a family tree, you would have this nice rounded out crown heads family tree that begins to bloom and blossom. Yeah. And then you have this Pachardo piece that sticks out way over here. Like who married the Asian? (laughs) Exactly. Like the fucking branches go this way. (laughs) And you go, well. Someone needs to trim that tree, or mm. do you just let it grow and flourish? You let it grow. I think you let it grow and flourish. I, do um, I personally, again, this cigar, the flavor profile of this cigar is in my wheelhouse, but I could see how some people wouldn't like it. I will say that it's in my flavor wheelhouse because I love the bitter and tangy. There's some people that just don't like that. This is not a, for me, to me personally, this is not a for everybody cigar. There are certain people who are going to attach themselves to this car. If it's experimental, you like to try new things, you love diversity in what you smoke, or you err on the side of you love that earthy, bitter tanginess um, with the pepper as like a supporting role, you'll love this cigar. But there are going to be some people who I I can see it now, and I already anticipate this is going to be a bit polarizing. I think you're going to get people that go, I don't understand. And then you're going to get a lot of people who are going to be hard dick riders and go, the fucking Mel Diaz is the shit. Wouldn't you say, like, if I was going to smoke this cigar in a day yeah. with multiple cigars, I'd probably want this at the beginning of yeah, my smoking It's got to be the first. Because if you smoke at the end, you're not going to probably get a yeah. whole lot. I think it, this needs to be the first one you smoke. Because there's it. so much subtlety and sharpness flavor that on a fresh palate, you'll probably appreciate it really well. Yeah. But at the end of your night, you're probably going to be like, there's like nothing yeah. great about it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So let's, um, let's say from a value perspective, we always talk about whether or not we are going to give the cigar a pricing bonus yeah. or delta. What did you give the cigar? Understanding that it's going to be somewhere in that 10 to 10, 50 range. Listen, I'm getting three eighths more, baby. <laughs> right? Getting three eighths more, baby. Makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. Fuck, that's like a, that's quantifiable, right? That's something, right. that's money. That's money. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to me, it's worth the 1025-ish is probably gonna come in at. Yeah. Yeah, I think the price is fine, man. Yeah. It's a sophisticated cigar. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Well, good ending on that. Um, I think it's uh, if it comes into that ten twenty five range, say on average. Yeah. I think it's definitely appropriate, mm-hmm. especially because, again, you have the Juarez that's come out as a value line that's got five dollars rave fucking reviews. Six fifty. So if you're gonna elevate that with the Mil Diaz, 
Um, you've got to kind of come in hot and heavy. It's got to be a better cigar, which I would argue it is a better cigar. I'm not saying it's a better value. I think it's a better cigar. Yeah. Um, so I think just given what you get in terms of Vitola, yeah. what you get in terms of the flawless construction and the flavor profile, I think it's appropriate. And it's in line with most crown head cigars. Yeah, I do too. Um, I agree. So, so I like that factor. Um, so I think it's appropriate. Mm. Now, what's your recommendation? Great construction, great burn. I didn't have that one outage like Corey, so I can't speak to that. But flavor, while consistent, was amazing. Very sophisticated, sharp, pronounced flavors. Great for the start of your day when you're smoking. Great price point. I think it's worth it. You're getting three-eighths inch more, baby. Who can complain? Right? Get a little bit more. Right. <laughs> so, that said, mine comes at a highly re- recommended cigar. Mm. Highly recommended. Remember, we don't do scores here anymore, people. Yep. Highly recommended. Um, flawless construction, adequate burn, flavor profile in my wheelhouse. Love the tangy, love the bitter, mm. love the fact that the combination is not really that diverse. I like how it's those flavors are long lasting. That's what I liked about the Juarez, is the Juarez doesn't have that many change ups. What you get is great and it's great all the way through. That's how I think of the Mel Diaz. So I also give it a highly recommended score. Yeah. Absolutely great cigar. For the second you, iteration of a cigar that's come from the Pachardo factory via Crown Heads, I think it's amazing. Can you mouth the number? Yeah, I can. Whoa. Yeah, man. man. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a great score. Yeah. Not what's well, not technically a score. It's more of like a recommendation. Right. But know that we do scores underneath the recommendation. Like, like, if this was Wizard of Oz, you see that green face on that screen. But behind that curtain, we're doing all that crazy shit. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just seeing green face. What you need to understand is as the cigar hits the marketplace, as it hits shelves, it is one that we would highly recommend you get your hands on, especially if you're somebody who loves to experiment and explore new cigars. I think this one is going to wow you. Think about it. Combination of filler tobaccos being... Costa Rican, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian. Peruvian? Dude, how could you not? Who, who else is getting sick of Nicaraguan Piros? Specifically from Aganorsa. Uh, this guy. Yeah, it's just, you know, you got you to gotta change it up, man. Yeah. And I think I've yet to see one that's doing a, a blend like that. That's just some weird, funky combinations of flavors, which I it love. It is. And I like, dig it. Like rare, kind of. Think yeah. about Costa Rican. Yeah, not easy. Peruvian, not easy. Yeah. Um, I dig it a lot. So, um, all right, let's wrap it up. Oh, what a great review, Corey. It's yeah. always a pleasure to sit down with you and, and go over these notes that we have procured yeah. during our review process. I'm always thankful of your time. Yeah, I'm thankful of my time, too. Yeah. Um. Visit our show sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful for your time. Uh, visit our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at mycigarpack.com. Enter, Enter promo code, code hot, 10. hot 10 at checkout, at checkout. for $10 off, $10 off your first, first package. package. There you go. Um, last month or this month's August 
It's fucking the best pack by far if they you're getting good. the medium to full pack. Did you see Corey's post? Yeah. Chris, yours is up there, by the way, so Sweet. make sure you grab that. Um, literally the best pack I think that's come out yet. Um, super stoked about it. So if you are interested in the August pack, make sure you hit hit up mycigarpack.com, promo code HOT10. Check out for $10 off your first yeah. pack. Also, check out our website, www.hotticketweekly.com. We've got new fucking reviews coming out on some really fucking hot cigars. Got another one that will be posted here today or tomorrow. Waiting on Chris to get me some stuff. But it will be posted very, very, very soon. Yep. Um, it's then, a special uh, review. It is, it is a special review. So check out the website. Tons of reviews. Um, I think we're posting at a frequency of once a week now, but uh, probably heighten that to probably two times a week here as we move forward. Or close to. Yeah. For sure. Including the podcast episodes. Yes. So make sure you check that out, www.hotticketweekly.com for videos, news, reviews, interviews, and more. Um, cheers, Chris. Mm. I think it's episode 162. Yeah. We're drinking Baker's today. Yeah. It's pretty delicious. Pretty sure this is a um, Jack Daniels. Imagine. Or Jim Beam. I can't remember. Imagine Mill. Millie Vanilli Diaz. Mill shows. If we had a thousand shows. Yeah. You know? How crazy would that be? Yeah, that'd be crazy. We'll never make it. How One of us will be think dead. Think about by how then. old we'd be. We'd be pretty fucking old. <laughs> yeah. We'd For be pretty week. old. Yeah. I mean, my f- nearly 50. Yeah, we'd be up there. Why? Are you millennials still paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here before Chris can't walk out of here. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. This will conclude episode 162. We'll be back at you next week with 163. See you, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the hot ticket pod on instagram you can get a hold of chris at hot ticket chris on instagram as well you can find this podcast it is available all over the place you can find it on apple music spotify google podcast stitcher and more and you can find the podcast available on video on youtube look up the hot ticket weekly on youtube and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.